Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally back from what seems like forever to kick off the triple header of this year, this weekend, next weekend, and the following weekend. But we're back with episode 32 with Spa. Chris, how are we feeling this Sunday? Uh, mixed emotions. I mean, uh, do we start with the bad news first? I feel like it's always good to just start the bad news. Yeah, so, I think we just got to rip the Band-Aid off, man. Bad news for me is Ferrari, still Ferrari. I thought Dude. that maybe the break, they would they would take a step in the right direction. But they then we troll saw, again. But, but you even saw them on Saturday. And and they've been good on Saturdays, typically. But like even on Saturday, they're, they're messing up strategy calls there. Like They send Leclerc out on used or i mean on new soft tires and he's like dude why y'all putting me on new soft tires i can't even get first place for tomorrow because i got a grid penalty and then to top that off they have carlos go out in front of leclerc to tow car to tow leclerc but he can't even get podium you can't get p1 uh, dude you would think with Ferrari going into the summer break with how turbulent the start of the year has been, you would think they would go into it, all right, you know, we're going to have a clean slate, guys. We're going to come out of this stronger. You know, we're, we're really going to turn the new leaf on this strategy and, you know, really start listening to our data and stuff like that. They come out of summer break on a day that's designed for a team like Ferrari to have seamlessly no pressure on qualifying day. You don't need to worry about picking the right strategy for a race. You don't need to worry about undercuts, overcuts, you know, pit stop strategies. You don't, you don't, you don't need to worry about that. It's qualifying of pure pace. And you took an engine grid penalty anyway, so you, really you had no pressure. But somehow, and, and- somehow... And not to mention, your biggest rival took an engine penalty too, so he's not getting provisional pull. It's like, dude, they like they can have it handed to him on a silver platter, and they'll still find a way to screw it up. Because, dude, what are, this entire weekend has been check has been question marks for Ferrari. It's literally it, ha, it seems like there wasn't a summer break at all. They picked up right where they left off. <laughs> Dude, but, uh, it, it hurts so bad. Uh, uh, for lap 7 out of 44, they were already on plan B. Oh, yeah. I I know, man. And, and I think they got down to plan C for sure. I mean, who knows? Probably E. <laughs> but uh, that was the bad news. The good news is um, the spas announced for 2023 the belgian grand prix will remain for next year and damn was that a good race like uh dude the the first 10 laps w- was just chaos on every single lap i think every single turn and corner but you said it earlier with these new cars and these new regulations it makes these the the start of the races in the mid race so much more enjoyable to watch cuz they can they can follow each other for so much longer now, I will say that there definitely was a point later on, like late mid-race and, and that towards the end of the race that everyone got into their groove and yeah. was in their, like, it was, you knew who was finishing where. I but mean, like, Max was in his own league. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Max was driving the wheels off of that car, and uh, except for he wasn't because their car actually is reliable. But uh, <laughs> no, dude, it was, it was crazy. Like, the start was insane. Like, uh, We'll, Sergio we'll had a down. horrible start off. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 you're right. We'll break it down. We'll break it down. We'll but, give a little breakdown right here. So, uh, 
Spa, how what was the starting grid? You wanna you wanna Yeah, I got you. So to start when we're going into lights out to start, we had a couple things moving around here because it's just been a wild weekend. We had Carlos Sainz on pole, we had Sergio in second, Alonso in third, Hamilton in fourth, Russell in fifth, Albon in sixth, uh seventh we have Ricardo, eighth we have Gasly, but both of the Alphataris we're starting from the pit lane. The pit lane, yeah. So that that threw a little curveball there at the end. But ninth, we have Stroll. Tenth, we have Vettel. Eleventh, we have Latifi. So this is, has to be the highest placed Williams. This needs has to been. be noted right here. Yeah, sixth and eleventh for Williams. That's good. Magnuson in twelfth. Valtteri in thirteenth. And this is where we start the grid penalties for the new power unit. So we had Valtteri in thirteenth. Verstappen in 14th, Leclerc in 15th, Ocon in 16th, Norris in 17th, Joe in 18th, Schumacher in 19th, and then, like we said earlier, both Avataris starting the pit lane, so Sonoda was in 20th. And that was the starting grid to start this race up until lights out. And, dude, I mean, it, 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 what, what better weekend to race at Spa than half the grid having engine penalties, two starting in the pit lane, and yeah. we have a full mix up of just shenanigans. Yeah, so so that was craziness. So the race starts, Carlos has a pretty good start. Checo has a horrible start and gets overtaken by Alonso and both both the Mercedes right off rip. So uh it's L- Alonso second, Hamilton's in third. Uh everyone goes through the rouge like chill, everything's looking good and then Hamilton t- attempts to overtake Alonso uh down the straight uh going uphill he kind of dives past him and then doesn't uh doesn't leave enough space uh did exactly he, what max did to him in freaking uh in copes yeah exactly he well more yeah. like uh and in monza oh yeah yeah you're right it was definitely a monza recreation so uh so lewis is now uh the one that's doing the max dive bomb overtake attempt, but uh, Alonso's in his blind spot or something. He doesn't see him, and then, boop, we get a wheel on wheel. We get uh, Lewis's car is about to take flight, and I guess the aerodynamics are just so good on the Mercedes that it just comes back down. And, uh, <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, got all he, the downforce. Yeah, he he crashes that thing, or he he does a little bunny hop kind of. Or uh, Ollie, and Freaking then um, board slides over the front nose of Alonso's car. Yeah, and then Alonso's good. Uh, Lewis is trying to drive, and then his car just the engine. Yeah, goes. I think I think the the floor aerodynamics, just the ground effects, just absolutely just broke everything. Broke. Yeah, yeah. So, note for all drivers: do not jump your car. It's not a good idea. Yeah, beyond and, uh, popular belief, it's actually bad for that to happen. It looks cool on the replay, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So so Lewis was the first to DNF, and then uh, the racing's still pretty close, exciting. And then I think they do a virtual safety car, and maybe before this, I don't remember if this is before or after, but Go Tifi strikes again. Go Tifi, yeah. Let me break this one down a little bit because honestly, it was just straight up him running too wide we're we're basically we get like three-fourths of the way through lap one and the incident with Alonzo and Hamilton happens so that's that's way off in the past sector they're passing they're still racing 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 uh right I think right when we start the second lap or as we're getting into the second lap Latifi comes around 
sends it a little bit too wide after a chicane, gets the back, his back right rear uh, tire gets a little bit into the gravel trap, absolutely loses the back end, starts sliding, and of course takes out good old Valtteri Botas. So right off rip, we have Valtteri DNFing and Hamilton DNFing. Yeah, and poor Valtteri had the funniest line, but also it's sad because he got beached, and and he's he's in the gravel goes, "I'm beached." <laughs> I'm beached. I don't know why. Latifi. I don't know. I don't know why that one cracked me up. So that's crazy. You know, the former uh, Mercedes driver and uh, the the number one Mercedes driver both DNF. So I'm sure they were catching up uh, watching the race from the the pit, the pits, which sucks. But uh, that was the start of the race. It was insane and. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure, you know, Max and Leclerc were cutting their way through traffic and then they had a virtual safety car and Max basically got another restart up in P8 this time. So, like, it, everyone knew what was going down. This guy's phenomenal driver. Like, I mean, by lap eight, he was already in third place. Like, yeah. by, literally at the first, before a fourth of the race could even be done, Chris, Verstappen's already cut his way through the field and is in P3 by lap eight and ferrari's going backwards yeah when did he uh get hop into first place i think i tweeted it on the account i'm gonna go take a peek at that real quick Um, oh yeah like the his his pace i I mean we heard we heard george russell yesterday in interviews after qualifying and before qualifying that even with max starting at the back of the grid this this Red Bull car is just the race pace on us is incredible. And he already predicted that Max will probably win the race just off the pace alone yeah. that they're showing. So it was it was lap fourteen that he got into the lead. Dude, yeah. Literally okay, like, bro. Starting, Barely over a quarter of the way down. Starting the race, from fourteenth and on lap fourteen out of forty four laps, he's already leading the Grand Prix. And also it's on Spa, which is like a really long track. And it's kind of known for not having a lot of overtake opportunities because of how high speed it is. But I mean, also like it's a Red Bull car, like they're the best car on the grid. That thing's made for speed. Yeah. They had to pass all the, like all the midfield teams and, and you knew he was going to take, make it easy, but like he was leading the race at lap 14. Like he had to pass his challengers also. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, how effortless that car seemed today and how obviously compared with his driving style of just a winner i mean there's nothing else you can say after this from p14 to p1 within 14 laps like that's not that's absolutely inhuman driving yeah i voted him driver of the day i believe you got it correct yeah he did win it yeah there's there's no questions he's he was the driver of the day it was the max verstappen show from start to finish and everyone knew what he was going to do and he just went out there and performed and did it and i think you know red bull's got to be just so so happy with where they're at and they finished with the one two so checo checo got second place yeah they they finished with the one two and i believe uh slow clap for me that I predicted a Red Bull one two this weekend. They were just due for you one. You did, but and and who'd you say was in third? I think I lost on Leclerc. I think I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure you I said Leclerc. Leclerc. Yeah, I had it. I mean, dude, you had it way better than me. I had, I had uh, Max winning, then Leclerc second, and then Lewis third. And Lewis didn't even finish the race. And... Yeah, he was out on lap one, brother. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, but that, honestly, man, that, that was just racing. I, I think that was just chalked up to a racing incident. He was going hard, didn't see him in the blind spot, moved over, and there you go. But, uh, you know, pro- props to to Hamilton either way because he did take the blame for it. He goes, yeah, you know, that was my fault. And, you know, this, this, that, and, and moving on, and we'll be, we'll be better next week. But, dude, Alonzo absolutely eviscerated him on the team radio. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like, this idiot, he only knows how to drive in first place. I was oh, like, oh, my man. goodness. Alonzo's Shots fired. Hey, Alonzo's hungry, man. That dude just signed a three year deal. He's he's here for the long term. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I, I haven't even really thought about that. Like, dude is, he's, pretty serious man he, he's he wants to stay in f1 and like hearing him on the radio every weekend like he's he's actively competing like he's trying to do damage out there and, and no he's very results. much convinced that he can still win races and bring home I mean, a championship would get him in a car five p5 today yeah yeah we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about how he got p5 at the end because yeah yeah we'll Jesus. get there later we we gotta but get through the rest of this race. That first, that'll but... be the whole finishing segment because, good <laughs> God, um, yeah. But go, going into that, after those first couple battles, everybody starts getting into their groove, kind of mid race. You know, I I, I do want to get into something here, and what are McLaren doing with Daniel Ricardo's strategy? I'm going to call them out right now. What are they doing daniel ricardo and lando norris you cannot tell me today that they were on the same tire strategy there weren't lando's on the we're keeping them on the team strategy and they put danny on the we gotta scapegoat him into explaining why our car sucks and take him off the team strategy. i was livid watching that strategy play out they pit him he was on mediums and they pit him in the in the soft pit window for for did he go to hards after or more medium? No, he just went to more mediums and then pitted, pitted in the soft window, went to more mediums. Lando stayed out for three, four, five more laps because obviously the tires were fine. He started on mediums, dog. There was no way he was coming in with people starting on softs. There was yep. no way. I understand we had a safety car, but what? You started on mediums. But they didn't, they didn't pit him in the safety car. And shouldn't that make your tires last longer? Bro. I, dude, I, I, I can't even, I, I cannot, unless it was the first safety car where Hamilton, where Hamilton dipped off, you got two little laps in, you came in and put on hards and stayed out double the time, maybe, maybe, but the hards have proved all weekend to be horrifyingly bad on this track. And you had mediums, you should have stayed out there. You should have stayed out there. And, and I don't, I say you like I'm talking to Danny Rick, but what, like, dude, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's no way Lando can be starting in 17th, and Daniel Ricardo has 10 freaking places on him, and they finish where they finished today. Yeah, no, I think it was, I mean, everyone could see it clear as day. Like, whatever strategy they had Danny Rick on was just so horrible, and, and this isn't the first time this season that that's happened to him. No, Wasn't it's it in, not. Like, yeah, they they've been they've dis- they've ruined him on strategy. They gave him a shitty car, and then they sandbagged him and said, "Yeah, you know, he's not performing the way we want, so we're moving on to a new driver." Like, what? Yeah, what? and then now, spe- speaking of that, the new driver. Did you see all the stuff coming out about? 
Otmar and Alpine are pretty confident that they're going to win in their suit, not allowing Piastri to sign with McLaren. Oh, man. <laughs> do, you, do you realize that now McLaren sits in this weird limbo state of, all right, they've already burnt the bridge with Ricardo and paid out his contract, so he's really not coming back. And now, all of a sudden, you're in limbo if you're even going to get your guy that you planned on signing. And then here, top this one off. Like, think about Oscar Piastri. Like, if if Alpine pulls this one off, do you, do you think they want to put him on their team? I don't think they no, do. No, no. I think they absolutely shelve him and make him and make him like sit with his mistakes for the next two or three years because now he he had the chance to come into the F1 grid and before he could he could could get even on a team, he absolutely just comes in like he's been on the grid for twenty years. Yeah, for real. He, he did do that. He did come in like a veteran with that. It was kind of baller, honestly. But Oh, know, I loved it, but damn, it was high risk, high reward. Yeah, it was definitely a pretty bold move to make. And uh, especially, yeah, like you said, not being an F1 driver at the time. And that's the team that kind of brought you up. And they like... Yeah, they, they funded you, paid for you, held commitments. Like, Yeah, there's definitely going to be some animosity there. So uh, we'll see how this one plays out for Mr. Oscar Piastri. There could probably be zero uh, Australians next year now. Yeah, which is a sad thing to say with how this but back to the like it it it's just I I don't know. I I can't I can't bring myself to like all year has been Danny Rick's fault. No, it has not. Judged by today, judged by what happened over silly season and judged by the direction they want to go to and having known all that information and seeing the atrocity of a strategy they gave that man today. It made Dude. me so livid listen to this shit also like i saw people on twitter like even in, in qualifying uh danny gets out in in uh q2 but like he was only three positions behind uh lando like it's not like he's severely that far behind in like race pace like i, I didn't do the numbers to see how far off their pace was from each other but like i don't know man it's, he's really not that far bro he's not. he's not that far off like and keep in mind he's obviously like Lando's getting all the upgrades first. Lando's yeah, getting the car design Yeah, he's not that far off, and that's him being the fucking number two driver at that team. Major number two driver with a car not even designed for you in mind whatsoever. Like that, that that's what's kind of it's almost impressive because I think he does deserve the team and he does deserve the backing and support from the team. But dude, like. Trust me, I understand McLaren's in the win-now window. I get it. I get both sides. I get it's a cutthroat business. If a driver's not performing, you got to ch- you send him to the chopping block. I get it. But the way that it seemed like Ricardo was just set up for failure from the start with this McLaren team just Look, absolutely makes me livid. I don't even think they're in a position to be in a win-now window. Like They're the ones that are ruining everything. I mean, you have a point there. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it would be one thing if it was Red Bull, and they have the best car and the best strategist on the grid, and then they had, uh, let's say, Checo, for some reason, he wasn't performing well, then you're like, yeah, okay, move on to the next guy, but they're not Red Bull, they're McLaren, they have a suboptimal car, they have horrible pit strategy, they have mediocre pit stops, and, like, I don't know what else to say, like, I'm I'm gonna be riding for Dan, Daniel Ricardo until the end of the season, until the end of his career. So I mean, he's I'm got he's a... driving with nothing to lose now. He got his bank, he's got his bag, 
he he yeah is undecided on a on a team next year you know that we have the alpine seat floating around we have weirdly a haas seat floating around we have uh an alfatari seat kind of floating around you know joe joe guan yu still hasn't officially signed yet so that technically is open but you know reports say and it's likely to come that he's he's going to sign with that seat which is well deserved i think i think he's been a great driver he's just been dealt a tough hand that's really it but uh i mean you know maybe the future's not intact but he should be driving the rest of this year like there's nothing to lose and yeah if he's set up for failure every freaking race weekend it's going to be tough it's definitely going to be tough but yeah, I mean, it's such a bummer what they're doing over there. It's it really sucks. It's hard to watch, but you know, I think everyone in F one world and in the in, on the grid knows what's happening, and they all feel for him. So I'm sure he's getting some support from from the friends he's made in F one and you know his friends back home. So and yeah, uh, the lockdown podcast press... we're, we're pulling for you. No, absolutely. I I think I think indisputably a team a team favorite of the lockup podcast is danny rick and it'll forever be danny rick that dude is a shining beaming light in the world of f1 but no like i mean man we where do we begin with the rest of this race i mean you have obviously the shakeup at the back of the grid you know i i I gotta say one thing and it hurts me to say this but damn it Ocon actually looked good you know, uh, I I know I've been screaming from the mountaintops that Ocon's a mid driver, and best believe you, like I still believe that. But today, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Esteban Ocon looked good behind the Alpine. I'll be the first to he, admit it. He looked he avoided, great. He avoided Latifi swerving across the track into him, which was a pretty baller move. And then he did a like a Michael Schumacher esque overtake three wide down up. The, that yeah, up the double after, over. He, he showed yeah. maturity right there, dude. He showed growth. And uh, honestly, like I was kind of surprised how many people, when we posted our tier list, were saying that Ocon was ranked way too low. And you know, I mean, I guess I don't know. Oh, I'm not saying I, they're I, right. I'm not saying they're right. Just I'm yet. not saying they're right, but I'm saying this weekend definitely put some more validity to what they were saying. I agree. I like I said, I know I'm. I've been one of the loudest people in the room saying how mid Ocon has been. And how I think now the old the whole Alpine team is without Alonso, um, I I will also be the first to admit that this weekend, you know, throughout Saturday and Sunday, Ocon looked very good. Ocon drove yeah. tremendously today. He showed maturity in his driving. He knew that double overtake was going to present its opportunity, and he was there to take it swimmingly, no issues at all. He he drove a just a clean correct race today he kept race pace alpines finished above mclaren's and you know got thrown a curveball at the end finishing p5 as well so it's like they they well, had a very Alonzo. good no 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 i i know i, I was just, okay. i was just meaning the team in general but ocon specifically yes you were 100 percent right ocon P5, looked P7. great yeah that, mean, that's like, a good weekend for for alpine honestly this is a major L for Alpine, though, to see how good Alonso's doing and what they could have had if they just gave him what he wanted. Like, they yep. would have had a really solid driver's lineup. And, like, like we just said earlier, 
Alonzo's not playing games. Like, he's trying to win. He's motivated, bro. And, I mean, you heard him You heard him from the contract talks with Aston Martin. He goes, negotiations took 10 minutes with Aston Martin. I had that contract signed within the first hour. Like, Crazy. It's, he goes, it's, it's amazing what you can accomplish when both sides know what they want and know exactly how they're going to achieve something. And I was like, wow, that says a lot about Alpine because – yeah, sure. Alpine was interested in resigning him, but just for one year basis of, yep, yeah, we're willing to commit this year, but you know, we're a year to year basis with you. You know, I I feel like Fernando obviously, very obviously now has shown how serious he's taking this, and he's yeah. here for the long long haul for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ferrari ruined him, so he he's trying to make up for lost time. I mean, yeah, just like they ruined Vettel, just like they're ruining Charles right now, just like, oh, let's, I'm let's about get to into explode. It. I think it's time explode. for a Ferrari talk. I think it's time for Ferrari talk. All right. And, uh, we were saying this, uh, this is going to be another one to our football fans here, but right now, Charles Leclerc is on the Andre Johnson career path where he's going to go down as a Hall of Famer, but he's never going to have anything to his name. Yeah, because he just, just like on the, zero the accolades. Team. No, I mean he's gonna have a ton of pole positions and uh, maybe race could have wins, been some podiums. But I mean, wait, you're not winning a championship with Ferrari. It's just sad, dude. It's it's so sad because Ferrari, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc are a great driver duo, and Ferrari should be the perfect destination for them. But for whatever reason, Ferrari continues. Even after a month-long mother-effing break, like for them to come back with a clean say, new strategy, you know, we we did some data research. We really crunched down on this. We're not going to make these dumbass mistakes anymore and shoot ourselves in the foot. Nope, they're right back to doing Ferrari things. Right back to picking the wrong tires and freaking qualifying. Right. Yeah, back... you're out there and and Leclerc goes, "Why are we on these tires?" And they're like, "Oh, it was a mistake." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, what?" And then, uh, yeah, on the race day, even like uh, they had, I guess there, Leclerc had some issues with one of his tires. They had to pit him under the safety car. That's minimal damage, right? And then they're going, and and he after he pits, he goes. We're doing one more stop, correct? Only one stop after this. And they're like, uh, yeah, we'll do that. And then it's like, dude, seriously? Like, why they, they, yeah, Exactly. Goals? He's sitting there confirming strategies mid-race. Like, they haven't even talked about it before the race. And since the safety car happened and he pitted for his new strategic tire to go for a further stint, they think everything's fine and dandy and we're going to do a three-stop now. What? <laughs> and then and then the icing on the cake for me was uh for his second and final pit stop. Uh well actually not final, sorry. We'll get to that one later too. That was great. Oh uh, my god. But what would have been his second and sh- it should have been his second and final pit stop. He he's uh they they call him on the radio, they're like, We need you to come in, the tires are way worse than we thought, and he got Leclerc's like mm, they 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 said, Do you want new mediums or new hards? And then he goes I don't want to come in at all. I'm staying out. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Just let him keep dude, going. Dude, they have no idea what they're doing. They That's have crazy. zero idea what they're doing, Christopher. <laughs> no clue. And then, uh, 
get it gets even better. We so we said you know earlier you heard Leclerc ask him only one more stop, right? Well, they say, nah, um, we need you to stop for softs and get fastest lap. There's two laps left, and Leclerc, I'm pretty sure, goes, nah, I don't really feel like doing that. And they're like, nah, you're gonna pit stop. We we need this fastest lap. They put him on softs. He comes out behind Alonso. But there's two laps left, and, and Tyler's like, he's going to – they pit him for one point. He's going to lose three. Uh, look, I mean, he was able to overtake again. Didn't get fastest lap. He was off by six-tenths to Max Yeah, Stappen, yeah, who, to, to smooth-running Max, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, with with their data and analysis they were doing, you, you would think they would realize there was no shot at getting that, but whatever. Uh, you, you just got smoked by him in qualifying all day yesterday and then you saw him all day today and so they go for softs he barely finishes ahead of alonzo he gets a speeding penalty in the pits and now five second penalty he's behind alonzo and he finishes p6 for the day literally the cherry on top of a trolley weekend yeah like it, it is the metaphorical cherry on top of a trolley weekend because how do you have a three-stop race at Spa with 44 laps of running two pairs of mediums and a soft, and you change the softs on the last two freaking laps of the of the track. You're already ahead of Alonso. You let Alonso pass. Yeah, you by a lot, literally 20 seconds. You're like already, you barely got behind him on a pit stop. All you have to do is guarantee yourself those three points. But no, you decide to pit put your softs on now you have the pressure of beating the fastest lap and dirty air from alonzo from max that you're already six tenths off so you have to do that period and at the same time have to race alonzo where he's actually racing for p for p5 what yeah. are you doing you're going i for mean one extra point instead of guaranteeing yourself double that I mean, I, I kind of like the move though because it's uh. At this point, I like the move start... if they had if they had twenty five seconds of a cushion, Chris. He had nineteen seconds in the pit. But I I think so. I feel like you got to make these bold moves now. So I'm not knocking them for it. It was a gamble, and honestly, it would have paid. Or it, it wouldn't have paid off because they wouldn't have got the fast slap. But it was uh, on Leclerc for the speeding in the pits, which I agree. I, don't know. I agree. It was, but. To be frustrated, it was so risky. set up for like everything leading into the next thing. He's frustrated. He's pitting again for the third times this race. He he now knows he has to go for fastest lap and beat beat Max's lap, which Max virtually hasn't had to deal with anything the entire race besides passing the plebeians in front of him, and then he <laughs> he passes him, gets in first, and then just cruises to a victory, and now. Charles is pitting for the third time, racing Alonso, racing Max for the fastest lap, has to make sure he gets goes in and gets fifth, gets fifth, realizes he doesn't get fastest lap anyway, so it was really for nothing, speeds in the pit lane, which is 100% on him, and then now since he gets the pit lane infraction, loses fifth place anyway and finishes sixth. You might as well just throw up your arms and be like, all right, Ferrari, what do you want me to do now? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Like it's the it's most crazy. depressing thing to watch unfold every weekend right now. The weirdest thing to me also is like how 
Ferrari loves to let the drivers make calls on some things, and then on the stupidest shit is where they put the foot down. Like, I feel like your pit strategy would be one that you don't put the foot down on, but then it's like, nah, we're going for fastest lap. Yeah, it seems to, to me the strategy in the pit is a group think on race day. Yeah, it's an open. It's just an open source, you know, like on on the radio, whatever they're feeling like. Just throw spitballs at the wall and be like, "We should do this, guys." And then they pick the stupidest thing to be like, "Yeah, we're definitely going to do this. We're definitely pitting for softs to get that fastest lap." Yeah, and then they ask confirmation from their driver that go that goes two hundred miles an hour through turns, and you know, is focusing on just putting y'all in a good position. Were they ever faster than Verstappen in qualifying? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they were. So what made them think they could do that? I, I mean, Chris, that that's exactly the problem here. I don't <laughs> know. I Where? don't know. I have no idea. Based on their decision making, I have zero idea where the supporting data is. Can you tell me? <sighs> no, I couldn't. Like, like, I mean, it's like we don't know what they're like, doing and testing in between races, but. Dude, on a race weekend of seeing FP1, FP2, FP3 qualifying and to the race weekend, I feel like I'd have a good idea of what what y'all should be doing going into Sunday. And y'all continue to do the opposite. Yeah, it's 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 insane, honestly. I don't like I I don't really have any more words to summarize how I feel about it or what I think about it. It's just ridiculous. But that's enough of this Ferrari crap. They suck still. Uh, I'll, George Russell. Let's talk about him for a little bit because he had a really good showing today. Yeah, Mister Consistent lives on, man. Like, w- yeah, what more can real. you say about him? He had a P four finish today. He almost, if given ten or so more laps, I think he could have maybe caught on signs a little bit more than he did. Because you could tell he was racing, racing, racing. He goes, Nah, we're P four. We're gonna hold this. And Signs was worried about his tires. So yeah, if the race kept, if the race was longer, George Russell could have definitely got that. that I mean, podium. hell yeah, but, they're probably the wrong tires at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, he was on hards at the end. Carlos was. Yeah, why? Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> I love the pause for that. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's actually sad that that's a legitimate answer now. Yeah, just Ferrari, but yeah, I mean. I mean, go ahead. I I guess that that's a wrap on Spa, but go ahead and list out our top ten of points finishers today, man. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for our points finishing, we have the man himself, Max Verstappen. Of course. uh, First place, fastest lap. First place, driver of the day. Goat? Question mark. (laughs) He needs seven more championships to consider that. I mean, with where he's at, he's on he's on that Lewis. He's Hamilton on pace. He's right on pace for sure. Yeah, and then we got uh, his teammate Sergio Perez P two, super good, good, good finish for him. Finish. He had a bad start, but you love to see the the comeback and finish. And then uh, uh, we saw our boy Manny over at the Red Bull community today. He was tweeting something about Helmet Marco. He said, "Not not uh, P two, not bad for a South American." So I guess Helmet said some more racist stuff. So. Again, oh, man. hate that guy. But yeah, Checo P2, super sick. Carlos Sainz P3, barely hanging on. Uh, George Russell P4. And then Alonso by shenanigans gets P5. Uh, well, he had, he had the pace but, for P5 anyway. Yeah, he he, he was doing good. Um, Like, 
Ferrari took away from him, but Ferrari also gifted him a P5, so there you go. Ferrari taketh, Ferrari also giveth back. But they do it in the process of taking away from another driver, which is Leclerc, who gets P6. Yeah. Uh, and then Esteban Ocon, ch- praise to him. He finished out of the mid-8 to 12 range. I know. Uh, he's in Congrats. P7. That's uh, a win in my book. Vettel was very racy today. He's P8. Yeah, he sat Pierre, P5 for a little bit. Yeah, and Pierre Gasly finally back in the points, P9. So that was cool. Good show. Good race out of him, then, starting from the back of the grid and in the pit lane. Yeah, for real. He actually did really good this weekend, and I've been giving him a lot of shit. So uh, let's yeah. go, Pierre. Good, good one. And then uh, Albin, Albin, rounding Albin. out the points in P10. He got that one measly point. I think he has all four of the points for Williams. So shout out to the man. Yeah, no, shout out to Albin. You know, getting getting that Williams into Q3 at Saturday, that's a win in itself. And showing out today on Sunday, that's it. Just it just proves that you you do in fact belong in F1 and. I think we all can come to terms now that your Red Bull stint was just a tad too early in your career, man. You could have flourished. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he he might have even had some wins. He That's what I'm saying. Wins. I mean, he had P2 robbed from him from Hamilton twice. So, I mean. Yeah. Um. So that's the that's the top ten for the race, and then uh, we have some updates in the driver standings. Yeah, uh, which spicy lead changes. Yeah, Checo passes Leclerc for P2 in the driver standings. Uh, he's ahead of Leclerc by um, less than less than ten points. Yeah, five points. Uh, one eighty-six yeah, to one ninety-one. Yeah, five points gap there, and then Signs uh, overtakes George Russell back to P4. He's ahead of Russell by one point. Uh, he was down two points before this weekend, so he's. Uh, him and him and Russell, they're battling for that fourth right there. I'm and, I'm telling uh, you, dude. Look, looking at the standings right now, what I'm looking at, those two Mercedes drivers. I don't know, man. I think P. I think P one and two in the constr. I think P one in the constructors and P one and two in the drivers belong all Red Bull. But well, uh, I mean, I think Leclerc can easily take second back. Right now, it's a pretty close race from second all the way to fifth and then hamilton's sneaking in there slowly but surely you have a point but my faith in ferrari is at a zero right now so until they prove otherwise i'm rocking with sergio yeah i'm just trusting the talent and leclerc that i said he can he can get back in there and so uh signs is only uh like 14 15 no yeah 15 points behind uh leclerc so that's that's close and that's gonna lead to more indecision by ferrari as they don't know who their number one driver is (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah but there's some of our points right there big changes uh i think uh what do we see norris is still seventh and ocon and alonso are gaining on him slowly but uh he's still holding holding that spot so good good stuff for lando he needs to have some better finishes though to keep that. And then uh constructors, we have uh Red Bull obviously first place, four hundred and seventy five points. Nice, you know, even number. I like it. Well it's not even number, but seventy five feels good. Yeah. Uh, and then Ferrari's uh <laughs> over a hundred points behind them. It, dude, it hurt it literally hurts. It yeah. literally hurts watching it play out because Ferrari, in my opinion, has left damn near almost 100 points on the grid just in dnfs and misfortunes and wrong strategy and like 
they they've left so much on the grid this year. It's almost a disservice how uncompetitive they look as a constructor, at least to to Red Bull. Yeah, I think I think there's no way that Red Bull doesn't win the constructors, and I don't think Max is going to lose the drivers. I, I don't see how that can happen. But yeah, that, that's that situation. Ferrari got a little bit of a gap on Mercedes with the Hamilton DNF today. So uh, they're at 357 for Ferrari, and it's 316 for Mercedes. So they're only like 41 points ahead of Mercedes yeah. right now. And so then we got the big a, drop off to fourth. Yeah, big drop down to Alpine, who's who's gaining on McLaren now. They're 115 to McLaren's 95. And to think two races ago, they were tied. Yeah, that's, I mean... It just shows the disconnect at McLaren, man. They were such a strong team two years ago. I mean, dude, in twenty twenty they finished P three, in twenty twenty one they fin they finished P four. But that's because Ferrari really turned it on at the second half of the season. But they they were in race winning winning cars, and like it's just I don't know, man. It's just a fall from grace in my opinion. Yeah, I think one thing to t- take note on in the future is where Haas is at. They're P7 right now with 34 points, but AlphaTauri is at 29, and you know they're gaining with with Pierre Gasly's finish today, and then uh, Aston Martin's not too far behind AlphaTauri. So Haas has really got to pick it up if they want to keep their P7 spot and and like have the most improved constructor of the year. I would say that and. Today would have been the day, too, because with VB DNFing and Joe starting from the back of the grid, today would have been the day to finish in the points. But, I mean, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. That would have that would have netted you some really, really good points and even moving to P6. Yeah, honestly, the, the driving today was pretty great that I didn't even, like, pay attention to where Haas was. But I do Haas flew say under that- the radar today. They did. They were definitely pretty sneaky. They like they didn't do anything special. They didn't do anything bad. So that's just Haas. And let's be honest, Mick started really far behind with the power unit. So yeah, yeah, he had the true. cards against him today for sure. Yeah, I mean it's one thing if you're Ferrari or Red Bull with the power unit, but when you're Haas, like you need every advantage you can get. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. But uh, man, that that about does it for the for the spa grand prix i mean it, it's really good to be back after the summer break like we said earlier it this is oh, the first whoa, whoa, whoa go for it i was looking into this because i wanted to see how the boy mick was doing and he he finished behind magnuson and to the and magnuson started in p14 so just putting that out there you know oh okay all right that's that's good to hear in the Haas camp that is really yeah. good to hear in the Haas camp. that's good for his signing potential too yeah, I mean, we got K-Mag P6 and Mick P17, so, you know, they're, they're pretty close. I mean, yeah, he can, only, he, can only do, he can only do so much on the back of the grid, and it, as long as he was showing good pace today, honestly, today, that's, that's all I was going to care about because, I mean, they knew he was going to take a new power unit. He's starting from the back. They can't really put weight on this race. Danny Rick only finished 2.5 seconds uh, off of Lando's uh, finish yeah and that was off a shit strategy and that's off a horrible strategy so yeah just putting that out there no that's but, yeah. that's food for thought for sure food for thought all you freaking danny rick haters and uh <laughs> yeah we're the lockup podcast so this is episode 32 our recap of the spa grand prix we got the triple header coming up so we got the we'll dutch grand prix next week baby dooch we'll have a we'll have a good predictions for that one uh max is winning it again yeah, uh, and so his homeland. Maybe, Come on. Yeah, yeah. 
obviously. Um, yeah, you can check us out Twitter at TLUP, T-O-U-P-F-1, uh, on Instagram, TLUP.F1. Uh, we're getting that one moving again. I'm putting our reels up there and, and trying to give updates to when we drop videos. Uh, and then we're on YouTube at The Lockup Podcast. We're on anchor.fm slash The Lockup Podcast. You know, you can stream us anywhere. Hopefully you guys already are. And uh, share with your friends. Let us know what your thoughts are on the race and what you guys think is coming up for the next race. And uh, anything you want to hear about, you know, just tweet at us and we'll make sure to put in our next episode. So, yeah. Absolutely, later. man. That was perfect. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later.